Today, I'm joined by Simon Asplund-Taylor, author of Data and Analytics Strategy for Business, How to Unlock Data Assets and Increase Innovation with a Results-Driven Data Strategy. Simon's also Chief Executive Officer of Datatic, a specialist data and analytics advisory business. Now, Simon, there are lots of data books out there. What makes Data and Analytics Strategy for Business different? You're right, there are there are lots of books and some of them are focused on different aspects of data. This is very much focused on the overall strategy. So bringing the whole um, of data, analytics and AI together to give some context. So if you were a, um, a chief exec or a chief data officer or CFO, you would be able to understand why you should be doing data and analytics but it's based on real examples so that come from blood, sweat and tears in delivering. And I think that's the key thing is that um, the differentiator is that it is based upon things that have worked from delivery. Where are you on your journey? How do you make it relevant for your company? And therefore, you know, what will work and what has worked in terms of best practice for the companies that I've I've been in and learn from those mistakes as well, because I think I don't want other people to have the same mistakes. Who is the book directly aimed at? Who are you writing for? I think the, the starting point is I want anyone who is going into their data journeys. So whether they be a practitioner in business, so a data person, so it could be a chief data scientist or a chief data officer. Um, and using it as a book to be able to guide them through what they're doing on a monthly, weekly basis. So they can say, well, what do other people do? What am I doing? Am I focusing on the right things? I think for C-suite to be able to understand, you know, what their data team could and should be doing. So a better understanding for that, because I think for the C-suite, understanding your data team's priorities and how the organization can support them is a critical part of that data journey. And and a lot of chief data officers don't get the buy-in. So I think this book um, already has helped some organizations get the buy-in from C-suite. What impact does data science and analytics have on sales and marketing? Yeah, I think sales and marketing and and everything customer-related are probably the biggest area of opportunity for generating revenue. So so I always think you think about revenue generation, cost reduction, you know, reducing reduction of risk um, and improving customer satisfaction and employee engagement. So so there are those two lenses around customer, which is around increasing revenue and profitability of those customers, but also the satisfaction as well. You know, so what you want is for customers to enjoy your service and products and to be able to um, not churn, um, to be able to stay with you as an organization. So that retention is, is key. And, you know, and to be able to recommend your services to other people. So data and analytics really gives you all the insights around. um, And if you dive into a level of detail around the structured data. So, you know, how much business are they giving you? Have they complained about anything? Because if they have, then potentially you have to consider the pricing model against that. So, So having that data and that that unstructured data around complaints alongside the structured data of what business have they done across products and services gives you the best possible view of where those customers are. So it's when you start combining all of that, and in order to do that, 
you need the right tooling and you need, need to be able to do some quite comprehensive analytics. The superficial ones will just give you trends and everything else. That's not enough. You need to be able to go down to quite a level of detail, building those models and understanding how's that customer doing relative to other customers against the potential for all customers, the share of the wallet and things. So, so analytics, absolutely critical. The other element of that is merely that there is so much data so from so many different systems and typically in an organization, if they had 100 systems, it might be 30 or 40 systems with customer data in. That gives a massive problem for bringing that data together and then being able to do the analytics. And, and so it's complex, but it is uh, it is very valuable in terms of what you get out of it. And if you had a chief marketing officer in the lift, the classic uh, example, what would be the message you'd want to carry away if you gave them a copy of the book what's the one thing you'd like them to learn from the book i think you would you would start off by saying he or she probably understands the value of that without doubt so they would know what they're trying to do but don't go it alone partner with your data team so that they clean the data understand how that data should be managed there's no point in doing marketing on a you know a, a, a base of data that is of poor quality and not managed properly. So partnering with your data and analytics team so that they can manage the data and they can build the models for you while you focus on the marketing outcomes. That would be my, my key message. How would you say AI and generative AI, for example, and machine learning will impact the business? It's a great question in terms of how um, new sets of tools and capabilities are very different from what's been used in the past. So I think historically you had data teams who were thinking about structured and unstructured data and understanding, analyzing and building potentially warehouses, data lakes out of those sets of data and modeling from a perspective of being able to analyze those data sets and experiment and, and, and look at outcomes. But, but from a lot of organizations, the volume and the variety and just the velocity of that data are too great for people to be able to understand. So if you imagine lots of real-time data coming in from multiple sources and, and just trying to analyze that will take too long for, for a human. So I think that's where AI becomes quite powerful because it would automatically be able to make decisions around that data, analyze that data in a way that humans can't. Um, and then you start thinking about uh, generative AI, where basically you're taking from a base data set, um, being able to answer questions in, in a certain style, as we've all seen, um, in, in a meaningful way. And But the limitation of generative AI is quite enormous. And, and I say, you know, the limitations, because ultimately everyone right now is running generative AI on the same data sets and therefore you will get the same answers. It really adds value when you put that capability onto your own data sets. Then suddenly you start getting bespoke answers for your organization relative to others. So if you wanted to understand you know, what the strategy should be for your organization, Generative AI would need all of your internal data, so your business cases, your um, your financial accounts and all those sort of things. Well, they're not going to be in the public domain, the majority of those. So pointing them at your own data sets is absolutely key. Then you start to get common sense out of your data, which will be different and competitive advantage over other people. So, so very powerful. But again, 
to ask an individual to do that. It would take a long time. So, so it accelerates what you do, but gives you something you can then critique because you then to, you then need to have a look at what it's done and see if it makes sense. So I think it gives you a very good starting point from a data set and machine learning, you know, being able to understand what the data means, what's going on in it, and, and maybe creating sets of rules or creating some structure in a way that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So com in a combination of AI just to give you full automation, generative AI to be able to give you, and it is just a branch of AI, giving you some really interesting um, outcomes from large sets of data. But again, the pointer is using it on your own data, not just external data. Otherwise, it's very samey. And um, with machine learning, that sort of understanding and, and ability to bring data sets with meaning out of something quite complex. What are you most excited about in terms of the book itself? The one thing that I think gets me feeling like I've achieved something is, is to actually see clients using the book. And they've got post-its in it, they've got markers, they're writing in it, and they're using it day in, day out for things. And I think that's the one takeaway I'd give. It, it's not about sales. It's not about anything else. It is suddenly to find that people are using it because it was about making a level of information that you know would raise the game for, 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 for people who are using it. And I think the fact people are using it day in, day out gets me very excited. Thank you, Simon, for speaking with me about your book, Data and Analytics Strategy for Business, available from all good bookshops and Amazon. Thank you, Toby. Thank you for listening.